0: <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: and we want about that clip like cool yeah
1: i think so okay yeah welcome to in the act i'm erica hunsinger this is a radio program on process and the creative life Creativity does not just start and stop with artists. We all make aesthetic or guiding decisions. Our aim is to talk through the process and investigate how we choose to express ourselves and live creatively. And we're connecting with people about their lives, and that's the subject of our show. Broadcasting from Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin on Mead Community Radio, this is In the Act. Today's guest on In the Act is Kate Krauss.
0: Hi, Kate. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me at the wee hours of 8:30 in the morning. Right. <laughs> I thought you'd be accustomed to that by now. I am. I am, but I'm, I I am, I am in routine. That's totally true. And then I was like, oh, should I should I bring my my car to work? Should I should I drive my truck? How do I get there? When am I, I going to remember to go? Right. <laughs> like, I like to have all my meetings in house so that I pretend that I remember them.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh that's that's totally makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm when I was doing this, I think of you of like a highly creative person. And I think that because the you you take risks, you um, are really thoughtful in um, how you do things and think through things and are also impulsive and fun. like they're just like these wide like let's try it out kind of things and i I love that about you and it sparks so much like it generates so much around you and you, I don't know, I think that's just really amazing. So that's why I wanted that's one reason why I wanted to. that's why I'm you in the chair. Phone. That's why you're in the chair. <laughs> In the <laughs> so yeah. can I ask you, like, what what kind of things like inspire you? Is that like a big that's, question to start off with? It's Pretty broad,
0: no. <laughs> yeah, I I think everything does. That's yeah. that's I think that's what I try to channel. Um, I for a blanket kind of way. Like I didn't set out to. Like design paradigm, it just like kind of evolved over all of the years. I if I sat down before we opened and drew it out, it didn't actually. I did draw it out. It doesn't look like that. It's on my. It's it's like a house in the country. <laughs> awesome. And then we ended up in this awesome sk- city building, and yeah, it was just I can go any direction. I just I like so many different things that yeah. that I'm I'm still totally happy with it, um, but not finished. Like oh yeah, this is not its final rendition. No, uh, we'll just keep evolving, uh, and trying to stay relevant.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean that's the that flexibility, is so important and. um You share that with the whole community because of that too, right? Like that, like, oh, new information. Let's bring it in. Let's
0: learn about this and maybe we'll change some things. Yeah. We have to, you have to, you have to change. Otherwise, and, and we have to be there for the community. It's not, it's, I did build the space so that I could be uh, social from the safety of a nice big counter um, yeah. cause I'm not the most extroverted extrovert, so <laughs> <laughs> I attract all the other right. not quite extroverted extroverts or complete introverts, but yeah, we, we just kind of roll with community needs. Yeah. Um, and they've changed a lot over the last 15 years for, for me doing this and maybe they didn't change all that much, but, or I'm just noticing, or I don't know, just yeah. keep rolling. Yeah.
1: Would you talk a little bit about like how it hasn't been linear? Like where like how it how it sort of evolved? Cuz I think that sort of process of making decis- life decisions and like, oh, well, I was interested in this and now I'm going to do this or like how that sort of opened opened up for you or how it changed like
0: Like, what happened like how not everything worked yeah (laughs) and that's okay too exactly Um, it it all depends on relationships like we Mm -hmm. form a relationship with someone who's really pumped about doing something and we'll get behind it and then they'll move on we don't move on uh from our space but we'll move on to the next project and and that's okay like Totally. I think that's my theme. That's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I love that theme. (laughs) I super rely on that
1: theme, I think. (laughs) Now that you say it like out loud, I'm like, I do recall. Yeah. And so how did Paradigm begin?
0: (laughs) Can you talk about that a little? Uh, It began before I was old enough to know any better. (laughs) Which Um, may have been a good thing. (laughs) I think it's the only way that could have happened. I had a lot of I was 23 with a lot of energy and a little bit of, like, fight. Um, And there was an empty space in a space that I used to work. Super uh, props to the women who ran that space before me. They're off doing their next adventure, too, uh, and next next adventures because that was quite a while ago. And I was like, I want a place where where we can see live music uh, without yeah. having to drive to Milwaukee and consistently and and a place where we can just be. And honestly, I don't know if I put that much more thought into it. It was like, I can do this. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> I love that. And then, like, you know, my mom came to the rescue a few times. Uh, she's been our financial support she gave us a bunch of money over the years and but for the last ten years we've been giving her a bunch of money back. So it her her gut instinct that we could figure it out was right. And we're we she invested in in she Yeah. We're oh. we're we're paying her back and it, it feels good. Um I love that. Yeah. And yeah, it I don't know how it happened. Sometimes I, I do actually think about it like what happened right and if i would have tried to do that now if i look back and know what i know i probably wouldn't have done it right it was totally not like sustainable sure we worked a, a ton of hours we played really hard yeah. as well because we were all in our 20s but here we are
1: yeah And I love that the driving force is that, like, naivete, too, right? It's like, I don't know. Let's give it a try. Take a risk. See if it works. I love live music. I want (laughs) to be around, you know, the music that I like and want to listen to. And it's too far away for me right now. So how do we have all
0: the things that I like in one container? (laughs) It totally – it was exactly that. And I think just as you're recapping what I just said, I, I realized that, like, my narrative is also still in the closet because we were always uh, a safe space for the queer kids, but not loud about it. It yeah. was all about safety first back then. And I think I'm still telling that narrative in like a safety zone, like, oh, we did this for this. But really we were just trying to create a safe space for for the queer kids and the weirdos to hang out. Um, Super important. And now we're we're out and loud about it because society is kind of allowing us to be. But, you know, things got weird for a while. So Yeah. Oh, we're here and we have pride flags up, which we never thought we would. And the community is open to it. Not everyone, as always. We know. Sure. Yeah. We're, we're we've also learned those things the hard way. Yeah. But uh the amount as soon as we realized we weren't for everyone and we okayed ourselves to not be for everyone. Wow. We were for the people who needed us. Yeah. I mean, you cultivated those
1: relationships though. I mean, you're the the apex for that is is that like, you know, what you created, right? Is that that safe space and um And to be able to – I don't think it was just creating the safe space. You were also educating people and building relationships in the safe space too. So teaching people how to be different and what it looks like to accept your own differences, accept that your differences are celebrated and that every – yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's just, it's like, I mean, paradigm is such a wonderful place to feel accepted for all ages, all abilities, all experiences, and particularly to have the the pride flag up and to be in this community that's a little conservative still as well and surrounded with conservatives. So
0: it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to shoulder, lot. I think. Yeah. And we we wouldn't, again, we. I wouldn't have imagined it like this. Like, I think we thought we were going to be a little bit more, I mean, a little more closeted forever. Like, a little more on the down low. Um, and then it just, like, happened. Blew up. We were just, like, putting the pride flag up. It's not like anybody didn't know. Right. Um there was always an analogy of, like, being a card-carrying member or not a flag-waving member. Right, um, sure. And we just pivoted. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: thereby, like, opening all sorts of doors then, I think, um, and creating such a creative vessel um, for for community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well- that was the plan. <laughs> right.
1: It's so great. Yeah. So when you were talking a little bit, like when you were like, part of it was that you wanted to, to see music, right? Like that's a really big deal to take on, <laughs> not just a space that's um, for coffee
0: and, you know,
1: Sandwiches and that was originally right. Sandwiches I mean, and pastries. Sandwiches and so. came
0: later because we oh. realized that we couldn't sell enough coffee at nine o'clock at night to pay the bills <laughs> for shows. So we started uh, feeding. Well, I mean, we we started feeding musicians. Oh. And then we started feeding other people kind of out of necessity and now i walk around the shop every once in a while going when did we become a restaurant <laughs> right um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we were i mean our very first show was a month before we maybe legally opened because one of those things <laughs> <laughs> didn't know yeah uh, what we had to ask for a permit what right. <laughs> um, exactly right but our very first show i mean the stage stain was still wet um and the band that night, Cedarwell, with two other uh, bands, uh, were assembling furniture and staining the stage. And then I found a, a rug in our attic and uh, laid that down and kind of stuck to the stain. And I was like, this is going to be fine. Opened all the windows, tried to air out the place. We didn't really have furniture yet. Um, wow. A couple of pieces, a couple of randos. Uh, our first year, it was mostly our, our friends' dining room tables that they loaned us. Um, but that first show, we opened the doors. We had, it was $5 at the door, and it got you a ticket for a LaCroix out of the cooler, <laughs> like a little igloo co- cooler behind the counter. That's awesome. If we even had a counter, I don't remember. Um, and we packed the house. There was It was packed. We didn't know about capacities yet. Uh, another thing we learned down the road. Right. Everybody was sitting on the floor and we had a really great night. We had, uh, I believe it was Cedarwell, Zach Vinson, and a band from Sweden called Winter Took His Life. And she actually uh, put together our Target table that somebody gave us oh my right gosh, before the show. You're kidding. So there was like one tall table. Yeah. That's amazing. And then we actually opened the doors like a month later. Wow. So. So shows first. Shows first. Interesting.
1: And then only coffee?
0: Yeah, we for- we got an espresso machine, so we we try so we were going to rent that space uh and part of it was hey, all this equipment's still there. And then we uh, bid on it in the auction and we lost the auction. <laughs> Somebody oh outbid gosh. us by a lot. Suckers. <laughs> um <laughs> But then we had no equipment. <laughs> we, just had this, we had already signed a lease, so we were in this building, and we had nothing. Um, right. We forged a relationship with uh, Elterra, Colectivo, yeah. um, and got a brewer from them, um, started buying coffee from them, and my mom came through and helped us out and so, so we could get this wrestling machine and then we were then we were going uh oh my gosh but the perk was still like the plumbing was there <laughs> yep that's the <laughs> like the plumbing was in the right spot so we were still good <laughs> um yeah we just i love that and how long were you in that that space son that was on Michigan, right? we were only there for like two and a half years, really which yeah, oh. that's the reaction I get from everybody because wow. it felt like we packed so much into those two and a half years yeah um and then you know we had some troubles with that building, and our rent was scheduled to go up again, and we just needed to find a space, and we found the space we're in, even though like if you see pictures- like it's shocking when we look back at pictures of it um, and the 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 person in charge of renting that space was like a cool cool lady, yeah. and I feel like I can't say all the details to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a certain political party <laughs> wanted to rent that space, and our um this woman was like. Heck no. <laughs> and then we stumbled upon it, and I think she was just like, ah, these, I don't know if these kids are going to make it, but it's going to allow me not to rent it to this particular space. And I'm really glad that she took that risk. Oh wow, yeah. Um, me too. And we existed there for quite a long time, you know, pretty windowless. The windows we had were rattling oh out, gosh. like, uh, and then Quastus Construction bought our building and put their offices upstairs, and remodeled the whole outside. At that time, we took the opportunity to remodel the whole inside. Yeah, um, and it was great. That was it's great. Kind of, it's that was a big turning point for us. We got those big operable windows.
1: Oh sure. Um,
0: yeah, we're gonna be there a long time because we signed a big lease and we owe them some money. But <laughs> right. they were really great to finance our our stuff. <laughs> totally. But, oh yeah, it was it
1: like what a transformation yeah and you know i gotta say though what sticks in my head that the piece that i that is so amazing is that when you guys decided to move from michigan to eighth street you guys created like you had such a community of of people who are like hey um we have all this stuff to move and you created like this assembly line of movers Like, just people showed up. And what was it? (laughs) You (laughs) got to would you talk about that, please?
0: The bucket brigade? Yeah. Um, (laughs) A lot of things that we did back then started with uh, my friends and I drinking a beer, saying, you know what we should do? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And then we'd do it. Yeah. Like, it was very few things that we just, like, didn't do. Um, And I think it was actually... uh, Michelle Jorgensen suggested a Bucket Brigade, and I was like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, and then that day, 110 people showed up. Um, and I some of these people I've never seen before and I never see, I've never seen since. Um, a couple of wow. friends who were professors, like, offered extra credit to their students to show up. Um, oh, my gosh. In fact, like... I don't there we made the front page of the paper, and I don't even know who was on who those people were. <laughs> but it was really great. Um, and it took about ninety minutes to pass all of our things. And then we took a day to move all the big stuff on these um, farm wagons from my mom's farm. Oh my gosh. They were like five by six four by six farm wagons, big rubber tires. and we custom built uh, hitches out of other bike parts for our bicycles and we used screwdrivers as hitch pins and oh my gosh we loaded all our big stuff on um trailers and like including our piano which we actually pushed it on the street at like 10 o'clock at night (laughs) while damon one of our ogs uh played i just died in your arms tonight Um, (laughs) everyone eating at urbane loved it
1: (laughs) (laughs) did he sing it too
0: we were all kind of singing, singing it, it? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we, oh, we got one of our little teams got pulled over that a little bit, a little while later. Oh, uh, for not having any lights on the trailers. <laughs> but then we we all ran over there and emptied our pockets full of broken lights from our days because we are safety first. Oh were all wearing gosh. helmets and doing our our things. Totally, but it was kind of funny. Um, yeah. And then we were in a space while we were moving uh, all the things. And overnight, uh, Chris Roosh and Amy Horst refinished my floors. Um, oh, my gosh. So that I could nap oh and my continue gosh. to like, build out. And I think we were only closed for like maybe six weeks in between. And we just built out wow. everything. Not everything you see today because we did other things overnight. Right.
1: Welcome back to in the Act. I'm Erica Hunsinger, and this is um, our time to talk with Kate Krause. Yay. Well, that's really, like, I think that's one of the most exciting stories about the culture that you create, right? Is that people, even if they didn't know you, you guys, right, like just show up and support. Like, oh, you need help? I'll be there, and I think that that's because when other people are in need of help, you're there too. like you consistently show up and are present, and that's a that's a really big deal
0: thanks yeah i i I like showing up, yeah, I like showing up more than I like asking for help, but I also know right, you know, thank you. you've helped me move <laughs> like, <laughs> I've helped you move weird things. Yeah. (laughs) You're my art handler. I am your art handler. That is my next career. Yeah. If anybody's listening, that is my next career. (laughs) Uh. So how, like, you develop ideas and stuff, like, for
1: the space, and I don't even know how to – like, I know that it's, like, it's a very – I really relate to it because it's it's this sort of impromptu, like, organic way of – sitting, reflecting, talking, and have like bouncing ideas off until like something sort of floats to the surface. Um, and I really appreciate that way of, of – that that's one way that you create things and, and finding out information from like other people and what's going on and um, like how you designed the interior of the new paradigm – can you talk through a little <laughs> bit about like your
0: decision making with those things? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been an evolution, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And um, we pretty much just identify what we need, um, identify all our needs. And then Chris Roosh and I look at all of the materials we already have stashed in the basement or at my mom's farm. Yeah. Or in Chris's garage. Or wherever we can find them. We we look at what we have and then we figure out what we want and then we fill in what we don't have. Um, yeah. And it's awesome. And and we've been doing kind of that process together for a really long time. Yeah. Since actually since our first move. Um, to the new space, which is not new, but (laughs) we still call it the new space. Sure. Uh, But then Chris helped me build out that and then um, the first location of Goodside Grocery, which was in the back half of our quarter of Paradigm. Oh, yeah. And then we unbuilt that and we moved that across the street to the vacuum cleaner shop and built that out and talked about... Um, design and needs, and and then Roosh does his thing. Yeah, um, and then he helped remodel everything. We built the stage in six hours overnight. Nobody died. It was fine. <laughs> uh, my only minor in- injuries. My worst injury was when I went home and slammed my finger in the door and tried not to wake my roommate up <laughs> with curse words. Um, but yeah. We were not necessarily the most timely. We had to build a stage because we had a show the next night. But you, um, Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you built the stage the the night before? The night before uh, with trusses and um, storage underneath and uh, 14 inches of insulation. And we made sure that it's not a creaky stage. It's really it's a solid stage. That's um, amazing. And, yeah, we had a show. So we had to do it music show it was a music show i think it was one the first of um the one of the seasons of the etude sessions oh we right were doing. wow yeah and we were like oh shoot we put a window where our old stage was we better put the stage somewhere else oh um, right yeah yeah there's so many and then like so we built out Rush built out um chicory root tattoo studio which is on top of our uh kitchen right next to my office um (laughs) office slash storage yeah and that was just we had the materials let's do it same thing with like covid protocols we put up made this kind of greenhouse effect so that we could safely serve people safer yeah um and it just looks so cool, we're probably never taking it down. Um It does look really cool. I like it. And it helps keep our noisiness and on one side of the room. Right. Um, yeah. We just roll with it. Yeah.
1: And I love the fact that you're like, hey, um, you know, we're starting, we're gonna use these partition, like these. We want to have like partitions, and we're gonna. We found doors that are cool. So if anybody else has doors, bring them on over. Or, and now
0: we have hundreds of doors. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Do you have extra? Oh, so many. Yeah, <laughs> I've taken people have like call, like, I was just just give me a measurement, and I'll go find one for you. Like you need a door, we've like sold off door handles that people are, were like this one like matches my my house oh, and I so funny. Need, need one more whatever that's so crazy it's really great I, <laughs> there's some doors with people's doorbells still on them like <laughs> yeah I really I like that and it actually started um, my mom was driving home one day and saw a uh, a multifamily getting torn down and all of these French doors were sitting outside in a pile and she was like can I have these and wow. I said sure because uh, they were going to go in the dumpster and then Chris did a similar thing with a a big apartment building, which is what all of our fake wings coating looks is actually, um, can I have these? (laughs) Like, wow. We just, we're, we're scroungers, but it also saves that stuff from the landfill. Absolutely. And we have free lumber. Yeah. Um, You'll see pieces like the shelves in the, in the co-op, the the movable shelves in the co-op have door ends. Um, from apartment buildings. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice that. I'll yeah. have to go and look. It's everywhere. Once you notice, you can't unnotice. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs>
1: um, which, like, totally leads you into the sustainability factor, which is, like, a super important, um, uh, another, like, driving or guiding force for you, too, is, like, yeah. aware of the environment, aware of how we use materials and... Um, And it
0: shows from your buildup even so much recycling. And that's where, um, when we moved into our new space or our current space, we had this giant basement and we, um, because we were uh, doing a lot with, uh, bike and walk to work week slash, um, the non-motorized transportation program, Mm -hmm. um, through all of that, the Rebike program was born, and we've been donating that space down in our basement since then. And they've put they've given away like rehoused like three thousand bikes over the last ten years. Wow! Um, that were probably gonna go to the landfill. Yep. It's um, all volunteer run, and they take things to the scrapyard for uh, you know eight cents a pound. But that's what they use for parts and tools. Um, it's pretty awesome i'm really I'm really glad it exists and I'm really glad I'm really thankful for the volunteers that just kept it going and that we had the space for them to exist. Absolutely. So. And you're
1: a big biker yourself I mean you're yeah is that I have been that?
0: over the years yeah yeah yep um, and now I just mostly choose to walk my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of riding my bike. Oh, he's so cute. Uh, and I live way too close to the shop to, like, get <laughs> my bike out to make it make sense. So I walk now. Yeah. Um, but I love bikes. I have a nice collection. I Anything on two wheels, I'll ride it. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> or three. Three is fine. Three is tricky. Right? Haven't you done it? Didn't you, you saw have some sort of
0: like... A pedicab? Pedicab, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you've, <laughs> you've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed the <laughs> pedicab. I don't know how you got up that hill. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I've been stuck on hills. Yeah. Um, but we used to do like little pop-up shows in parks and we'd put all the sound system on there. And I'd, I'd quite actually get stuck going up hills and you have to get pushed. Oh, well, uh, sure. Yeah. Is not the best geared thing.
1: Well, and didn't you also rig, and maybe this was with Damon as well, but like when you were, you, you guys were doing some farmer's market stuff too, right? We, for EarthFest, like, yeah. For EarthFest, yep. okay. And it was uh, a bike that had a blender. Oh, yeah. Right? We made
0: a lot of slushies. <laughs> um, that thing, we actually, so for something that that most people would, would get as kind of just like a, a gimmick i mean it it wasn't it's not the most convenient thing and it's not like blenders are using so much electricity that's right but um we wore it out we like made so many uh smoothies for earth fast and margaritas in my backyard that we actually wore out the bicycle blender no way yeah. many tires <laughs> as well but like we wore out the spindles I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. It was super fun. Um, again, not necessarily something I would do now. Be, right. But it was just a fun, a fun thing to do. I learned a, a term from another uh, activist person, Peter Mulvey, who's been on our stage a bunch of times and has done a lot of bicycle touring um, with his guitar and his bandmates. Oh, that's right. Uh, co- uh, the term conversational activism. So we were doing this thing and using our our leg power to make slushies. There's lots of other problematic things about, you know, food sourcing and all of that stuff. And, right. But we opened up the conversation by doing this kind of silly thing. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is, I think, you know, in some ways it's that um, it's easier to have a to open up a conversation through jokes, right, or, like, through a funny skit that's yeah. addressing things. People can connect to it a little bit differently um, and then have a uh, – and then go deeper into the conversation. But the initial touch points
0: shouldn't feel as, as heavy. Yeah. I'm going to go handed. to the park today and talk about heavy shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I'm going to go to the park today and get this – watch these kids work their butts off. <laughs> right. Because it wasn't, it is not effective. <laughs> right? <was> not efficient. <laughs> it,
1: was, it, was a, it was a tough ride yeah. to get that slushy and yeah. to get the ice breaking down, broken yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you also like keep all the, the um, because of your love, not because of your love of bikes, but the decoration inside paradigm is also, <laughs> there are
0: bikes hanging up, all over bikes everywhere. I I started my bike collection when I was like eight years old, um, because I just really love the design and of and there's so many different kinds. So, somebody asked me how many bikes I have, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna just tell like yeah at my house, like <laughs> I just have you know my road bike, <laughs> fun and one cruise. I've got my cruiser too." Um, and then a tandem because you need tandem, (laughs) like date night, duh. Right. Um, and then, uh, when we remodeled Paradigm, we, the, the doors got too narrow to park the pedicab inside. So the pedicab's at my house. Um, it's four. And then the one that's connected to stand to make margaritas. It's five. Um, that's it. Oh, my fixed gear. Yep. Six, just six, just but like six one bikes. of they all have and different reasons. they're all reasons. very different. Just, yeah, we just have a reason for all. Of them. <laughs> and it's fine,
1: it's totally fine, <laughs> it's totally fine. It's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like bikes. I don't know, I I like motorcycles too, but um, bikes. We I, I started wrenching on bikes with neighborhood kids in my parents' old barn, and oh. that was like the first space that I made. Like we cleared out a space and we had a little lounge and then we had our bike shop part and we just t- tore about, apart everything. My brother and his friends were usually working on motorized things on different part of the barn, but we had our little – we had bikes hanging all over this barn that that actually fell down uh, when I was like – I was an adult, but I remember it was a really windy day. And I looked in and I was like – I had a bunch of stuff stored in, in there from uh, – my three dimensional design class in school and I was like, I should really get my stuff out of here. And I went back in the house to have lunch with my mom and it fell down. Whoa. So, like was, in time. In time. Like but that was our first space that we made and I just really liked making a space for people to be. So
1: Yeah,
0: and to create and yeah. to make and to We had bikes with like we'd just put big tires on the front and then be a BMX with like 10 speed tire in the front. And we just ride around the neighborhood and like, uh, is a big thoroughfare for a lot of, uh, bicycles, like people doing their road biking, distant bikers and fast bikers and stuff. And they'd stop and be like, let me try your bike. And we just thought that was so fun. Cool. Um, and just met people met that. We were just weird, weird kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. That was that. That was a long time ago.
1: But in in you know, but it's still happening yep. in the basement of paradigm, right? And some I mean, you're not in charge of it, but you're a super important part of it and um you know, Talking about it and and promoting it and having it on the property and um, like there was just a bike sale not sale but a giveaway yeah
0: bike giveaway what two weeks ago yeah even. I think they gave away twenty six bikes right off the sidewalk right um, which has been great because we've shifted protocol for COVID um, where they just fix them themselves throughout the the week and bring them up to the sidewalk and give away and then in between. Um, We'll get phone calls every once in a while or people just showing up that just need bikes for transportation that we'll, we'll take them downstairs and find one for them and send it out the door. It's not doing us any good sitting down there. So we just, as fast as we can. I just, I love that. I love it. It's so great.
1: Welcome back. This is Erica Hunsinger on In the Act, and we are talking with Kate Krause. Hi, Kate. Hey. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about the, the build-outs and, and, um, and bikes and sustainability and um, community and uh, safe spaces and um, – it's just, there, there's just so much to talk about and to like focus on. <laughs> I don't even know sometimes how to navigate. I just like, it, it's not, um, thinking about how you interact with the world is it, um, and like the people are gravitated towards you, towards paradigm and like, um, and I guess I wanted to touch base a little bit about the, like creative thinking involved with, with the pandemic. Right. And so you guys were feeling really successful and you had, it had been about a year and a half into post remodel with Quashes, we like, right?
0: Or we were like two, <clears throat> okay, two or three, like maybe third season. Out of that fourth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. But
1: well, we were, it's always evolving. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. We were all, we were definitely set. 2020 was like our year to hit a big number. Yeah. Um, like, and a big number. I mean, like, not a, we're, we've, we've never been, it's not a get rich number. It's just like, yeah. look at what we could do if we're bringing in this amount of money. Right. Um, what we can, off what we can start what we can like focus on yeah um and then we closed for four and a half months uh we did take that time to do some projects but also at the same time we were like um doing projects that we didn't spend we couldn't spend any money on necessarily or much because we were a little gun shy of like what's next we didn't know these um like revitalization grants were coming down the chute like we didn't believe we were ever going to get help yeah. um, or what that looks like. We had no idea so we took that time a couple of us spent the entire time in the co-op uh, just helping that uh, show up for community members. Did a lot of curbside and um, just hunkered down and, and really concentrated on that space and then um Reopened as takeout only, and people really showed up for us, which was cool. Um, and now we're still – we just, just – just this morning, because I didn't have anything else to do. We, uh, <laughs> we're we now open this. on Thursday mornings. <laughs> uh, oh, my god! Starting right now. So um, – and then we're going to be open one hour more on our Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Just tiny bit, because we have a really – um we have a smaller crew than we used to mm-hmm. um and we're just in a sweet spot where we're bringing in enough where they're making um good wages and um when we're open we're busy which is really awesome and totally i mean we flashback to 2006 we um a day that would have like busted our butts yeah um, is what we do in an hour now um wow and like and yeah it's just a matter of perspective we just kind of we grew into it and yeah we just roll we're still rolling with covid we're yep. we're watching the numbers yeah um i'm really grateful for my staff that uh, did everything I asked them to do and everything the the world was asking us to do. Yeah. And we just figured it out. And we, we kind of had a little bit more quiet time than any of us are used to. And I didn't hate it. Turns out I don't mind being home sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dog appreciated it. <laughs> my partner appreciated it. Yeah. Um, we just really – we're still, and we've just made made the announcement on our our website that said, you know, if we're if, if Sheboygan numbers continue to rise, we'll go back to takeout. Um, right. And we don't want to, so get your vaccination. <laughs> yeah, uh Right. We 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 hosted vaccine pop ups. Um, at Paradigm. At Paradigm. Yep. Because if we were going to relax on the mask mandate we wanted everyone to like we wanted to make it as easy as possible to just to do the thing um so that we can all get past it so yeah because it was it was fine but it wasn't easy (laughs)
1: right and the fact that you did survive is amazing too i mean this is that's a it's a wholly scary um you had to be very creative about how you were managing money, time, energy, like how to rethink what moving forward um, in the restaurant business looks like, what it looks like for the music.
0: Yeah. Um, is there music happening? I keep, um, we have some stuff in the works for fall, um, but everybody's on the same page of knowing that it could, we could get the rug pulled out from under us at any time. Right. Um, And we're not going to ignore that fact in the conversations so that we're not, that's the hardest part. Like, I mean, we were about to do when we closed, it was like, okay, it was Sunday in March, the like 15th or something. And we were like, okay, let's take out, half our tables let's just put them all on the stage let's take them all out so everybody has their own space um and we did that in order to open and um we were going to have a four course vegan meal with veg pod with megan neve who's right. a great chef Amazing. and it was gonna we were we sold all the tickets and then we just closed <laughs> for for we didn't know how long um it really sucked yeah and it didn't feel I don't know I think a lot of people started to look to us for answers and we're we're also the coffee shop like leadership would have been really helpful right um but we also just knew what we had to do yeah whether we were being told to or not absolutely right and keeping yeah I might still be angry about it. Like, I'm, I'm a little angry about the lack of uh, direction and, like, having to turn that part of my, like, learn that part. Oh, like, sure. Absolutely. Uh, but now, and what I, I kept saying was, like, it's hard because we've never done this before. We're not saying, oh, last time. The <laughs> yeah. last time we had to shut down because of a world pandemic. Right. Uh, but now, guess what? We have that perspective. We know we, what we did last time. We know yeah. what we could have done better. Um, we have a lot of hindsight. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Flow From the flow of traffic
0: yep. to, um,
1: you know, space between, um, you know, hours and times and who is in the back kitchen and how you're how you're I mean from from everything from the moment everything. you step in the door you had to rethink you have to rethink everything you had to rethink everything and yeah those are still prevalent and now that numbers are going up it's like yeah it's like good grief <laughs> yeah it is and thinking about the the other thing that just happened which is pretty amazing too which is something that you pushed for is the the parklet, which I think is the cutest little name <laughs> ever Uptown parklet. <laughs> yeah. But that's that creates another space on that feels safe.
0: Yeah. And that's like I mean, Kurt from the ale house and I have been joking around about about shutting off the street between us as a little beer garden courtyard coffee space um, for like the whole time. <laughs> The whole wow. time, whenever Alehouse opened, yeah, um, we were like, "That would be so cool," and we kept planting the seed and pretending that it was happening. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then, um, finally, and just pushed, and there was opportunity, and things were like that were happening in other places of the the community. Um, so now we have it, and it also feels like a nice safety net and a little extension, so that if we do have to close in debt. Inside dining, we have all the permits, we're, we're set. We have the space outside. That's um, amazing. And like, hopefully, if it goes well this year, we can look at a permanent solution. Um, working with DPW, I would really like to have a little tiny band shell out there. I'm saying it in this permanent situation, putting it out there band shell. Um. <laughs> that would be so great banshell.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like that's stuff that happens with you though too is like you're you gener- like you're like, oh, you know, if we think further down, this would be really cool. Maybe if I just put it out in the atmosphere and talk with <laughs> some other people, it'll just generate momentum and it like catches gear and then you just figure
0: it out. We figure it out. That's how we accidentally manifest too many couches sometimes, though. (laughs) Too many couches, nine pianos. Nine? (laughs) Yeah, we had nine pianos in the shop at one point. Really? And we just kept, we couldn't sell them slash give them away fast enough, because once somebody saw that we had pianos, that's why our condiment counter is a piano. I love it. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) And, like, our house piano isn't necessarily the best one that ever passed through, but we just have always kept it as our house piano. Yeah. There might Which be goes a...
1: along with like the music theme and yeah. like everything just sort of has this, um, uh, n- there's not a skin to it. Like it's all moves within like all of these pieces that are really important to you. And yeah. And
0: they just all wave in, wave together. And the weirdest things, I have attachment to the weirdest things in the <laughs> shop, but like, like what? I don't know like three of the bicycles that are hanging up. I like those. Yeah, (laughs) And then like the uh, yellow trike, (laughs) the yellow yellow trike is in the basement right now. It is for sale. (laughs) Nice. um, Yeah. We, I don't know. Like I, one table that I really enjoy that um, was built by a guy that, that, built a lot of our shelves and stuff out at three barns full and we just had a blast going through there and he 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 gave me my my best compliment i've i I tell everyone my favorite compliment from anyone uh he's he said that kate she's no capitalist (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah yeah, dude, you get me. <laughs> like, That's so sweet cuz he was always like, just sell it, sell it and come back and sell whatever whatever you buy from here, make a make some money on it and come back and talk to me and I was just like, but I like these pieces. Yeah. Um, but in general, like we're we're not we're not there to make money, we're there to make space. So um, and to live a life we want to live. And whether and you know, sometimes Sometimes you need a vacation from that too, absolutely. uh, Which I learned. I always had this theory that vacations were good. Um, (laughs) Turns out they're awesome. (laughs) Turns
1: out they're awesome. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, you're like advocate. Like, I mean, if you just like kind of drilled down, like all the things that you try and push for and move towards and create and like that's exhausting you absolutely have to take (laughs) some time to like be quiet yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. yeah be quiet and um step out and I think that's that's also a really important part of what I see as a creative life too is that just to like people think that being engaged and having that like rotation of like movement and momentum is like that's when you're super creative it's like well that's when the action happens yeah but you need to have those other pieces of of space to allow that to happen like you that's
0: why we have to sleep it's like of that same nature 100 percent. i actually we went vegetarian because i finally took a minute uh I was driving a U-Haul. <laughs> As you do for a friend uh, for 7 hours by myself. Um wow. I think I actually don't remember exactly <laughs> what. I was in a U-Haul for a long time and <laughs> I was days. <laughs> thinking about all the things and I just finally took this quiet moment to think about our menu and where we want to go and no matter uh, how much we recycle and how much we compost and how much we do these things. We're still a restaurant in the meat industry and we know that the meat industry uh, has a huge carbon footprint. So mm-hmm. if we can tap out of that, we can do more. Um, and, you know, I was watching a lot of zombie things at the time too, so reanimation <laughs> was always sitting back in my mind. How long has this turkey been gone? Um and we just finally <laughs> said, I think we can do it. I think we can um, take away all of our, our meat options. So we kind of did it slowly as we ran out. We just did. And we discovered uh, when I, I told a customer at the counter and uh, that we were out of, I think, ham. And he slammed his fist on the counter. And he said the F word. What? And I just felt this moment of clarity. And I turned and I looked at him and I said, yep, forever. <laughs> and I was like, yep, we're doing the right thing. <laughs> like, That's so great. And we've been fine. We've been fine. It's fine. We make fun food. We we feel like we have more space in the kitchen to for creativity. And um, our vegan burger nights are super great amazing they're really great best nachos i've ever had by the way they're so good had super good um and we use co-op ingredients too and like oh shoot the co-op has uh 10 pounds of dill to get through what are we gonna make this weekend it's falafel by the way um (laughs) (laughs) we're doing that tonight and uh it just it worked out and it just felt like the right time and everything works out just fine yeah. And it feels cleaner. And, and, yeah. Like, I'm not a vegetarian. I've, we sell a lot of vegan things. We sell a lot of, we're all vegetarian in the cafe. But in, it's just about quantity and creating space for that option. Like, right. like we had people come in and go, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize you were a vegetarian. Where can we go? And I just say, Absolutely anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So right, and, and it just felt like the space to make.
1: Yeah, and um, and there's always like the continuation of, I mean, your your food sourcing is so important to you too, and the creativity that comes from what's what's growing now, what's happening now that we can use and. It'll taste the best that it will all year long. And we won't serve it all year long because we only get blackberries right now.
0: No, right or now.
1: we only get yeah. the cherries that are really good from Michigan
0: right now or yeah. whatever. Or you know? the 215 pounds of rhubarb that our community <laughs> showed up with. Mostly <laughs> I, mostly one person. You know who you are. <laughs> Sherry McWilliams brought us two, what? hundred and seventy five pounds of rhubarb. Oh, my gosh, it was awesome. Love sherry, and we just were cracking up That's because every fabulous. week she'd show up with these like really heavy bags. <laughs> and we just keep chopping and freezing. well you'll see rhubarb for a while.
1: That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but the creativity, like just shines and emotes from like every you know part of what you've created, what you what you create. With your, with your staff, with every, you know, it's great. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the point of, of like really trying to talk about some of these things in the show is because there are other ways. I think sometimes people think that because I made this decision, I can't, I can't change it. It's now done and we're never done. And we can always incorporate new information to create new ideas, reflect in new ways, and to and you know you've just shown that over and over again and and um, stay relevant, stay relevant or die. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Thank you so much. I super appreciate you.
0: Thanks. Thanks for inviting me down to this basement room. <laughs>
1: And how can people contact you or find out more about
0: Paradigm? Our website's pretty, pretty thorough these days. Um, one of the serendipitous events was hiring a, whoops, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> hiring a a, a mark marketing person. Jen Balgi's been doing a bang up job, Fabulous. keeping our website up to date, and it was really handy because we turned to it to sell all of our merchandise while we were closed. And it just happened to be there and all set for the first time in our whole existence. So I would go there. We have some cool community pages, little bios about some of our crew. We just kind of try to load it up. We're also on Instagram. We do the Facebook thing. You can search out a lot of things, but it should be on our website. For all the queers and allies out there, we do our queer potluck. We're hoping to go back to it quarterly. And all are welcome. And we try to keep that on our Instagram and our Facebook page, too. Great. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks for having me. In the Act is
1: produced in the studios at Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. More information on the web at meadpl.org.